Welcome to the Social Dallas Podcast. Today you will hear an uplifting message from our pastor, Robert Madu. Our hope is that your relationship with God would flourish like never before. I am uh, blown away by the goodness of God. And uh, I'm not going to be before you long, but we began that year 2021 saying it was the year of no cap basing it off of Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly of all you could ask, think, or imagine, according to the power that works in you. He said it's the year of no cap, no limit of what God could do. And we said it. We really know it was really going to be the year of no cap. And I know I'm jacking up the order, but I want to show you something that I was looking at over the holidays. They say a picture's worth a thousand words. I want to show you this picture real quick. That is a picture of the stage at Granada Theater December 2020. December 2020, that was our stage for Christmas. And I want you to look right under that love yourself. Do you see that chandelier? You see that chandelier? We lost our mind over that chandelier right there. That was our stage for December 2020. We were so excited because the year before, all we had were candles and the two Christmas trees. We were like, oh, we're taking it to a whole nother level. We got a chandelier with fancy garland, and we were excited. We had, I mean, packed 230-some people in that service. That was December 2020, and I'm so glad we took a picture of that chandelier because we're excited about that chandelier that's when we said 2021 is going to be the year of no cap, no limit to what God could do. Can I show you another picture? I want to show you a picture of our last service of 2021 at the Windspear Opera House with a different chandelier. I'm about to go see her and swing from this chandelier if y'all don't react. <laughs> Over 2,000 people in the Windspear Opera House in one year? How did that chandelier become this chandelier? Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above. There's no cap. There's no limit to what God could do. And my mind could not even cognitively grasp at Granada Theater that we would ever be there. And I say that to tell you, you don't have a clue what God is going to do in you and through you. You don't know. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't know. You don't know. So if last year was a year of no cap, no limit, and God showed us that, I wonder what this is the year of. I'm so glad you asked. Stay standing. Go with me to Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2 again. I ain't going to be before you long. Mark chapter 2. And I just want to look at verses 18 through 22. Thank you so much. Mark chapter 2. We'll start at verse 18, and we'll land at verse number 22. When you're ready to read it, say, yeah. If you're not ready, say, hold up. Who said hold up? Somebody that needs to make it their resolution to read the Bible more this year. No, I'm playing. Mark chapter 2. We'll start at verse number 18. And it says, Once when John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, some people came to Jesus and asked, 
why don't your disciples fast like John's disciples and the Pharisees do? Jesus replied, do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. I love you. Ask Jesus a question. He's going to hit you with a question and a parable. <laughs> of course not. They can't fast while the groom is with them. But someday the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the wine would burst the wineskins, and the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. My goodness, that is so good. So good. I, I really shouldn't have wasted your time and read all of those verses. All I really needed was verse 22. Verse 22 of Mark chapter 2 says, And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the wine would burst the wineskins, and the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. I'm going to do a new title. I did one title in the first service. I'm going to do a different title, because new wine calls for new wineskins. I just want to title this message, Stretch Out. Stretch out. Look at your neighbor, whichever one you like the best, and just say, neighbor, stretch out. Look at the neighbor you just ignored. Get right up in their face. Never mind. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just, just look at them. Just look at them and say, oh, neighbor, you're a little close. <laughs> I need some room to stretch out. If you believe God has a word for you in 2022, give us some praise up in here. Somebody shout, stretch out. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God, speak to us today. Stretch out. Social fam, I am fully aware and cognizant of the fact that although this is the first Sunday in 2022, this is not the first day of 2022. This is day number two. Of 2022 so that means this is day number two of the new you <laughs> some of y'all laughing you said it not me isn't it funny every single year we make these incredible robust resolutions oh this is my year to get it now for real now I know I said it last year but this year this weight is coming off this year this hairline is coming back this year I'm finding the one isn't it funny the the enchantment that the entire world it seems like involves in whenever there is a new year in fact, I was thinking about this. I am going to be 38 years old this year, 38 uh, this year. And every single year, there's not been a single Sunday of the new year that I have not been in church. Every single Sunday of the new year, I am in church, either been in church or preaching a message. That's a long time. 38, y'all, I am grown. Three kids, a mortgage, six chest hairs. 38 Sundays of the new year in church. That's, and I blame my mama for that. I blame my mama for that because my mama used to hit me with this line as a kid. She said, whatever you're doing on the new year, that's what you're going to be doing all year long. That put the fear of God in me. I said, oh, no. 
I'm not going to be hung over every day of the new year. No, I have been in church. And I've noticed that although everybody in the new year has these resolutions of who they're going to be and what they're going to do, how many you know it is quite different in the church? Oh, it's one thing to have a resolution and you don't have faith in God. It is a whole nother thing, the declarations we make in the church. Oh, the first Sunday of the New Year in church is like Super Bowl Sunday. I remember this growing up. The declarations that are made. This is your year of breakthrough. This is your year of a turnaround. Last year was a setback, but it's a set up for your come up. Oh, people go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs in the church on the first Sunday of the year, the passion, the exuberance, the excitement. In fact, I grew up where you made a declaration that rhymed in church for the new year. It wasn't spiritual if it didn't rhyme. Some of you looking at me confused. Okay. In 2005, you were coming alive. In 2006, you were going to get it fixed. In 2007, it was the year of open heaven. In 2008, God was going to make you great. In 2009, you were going to be fine. Y'all remember this. In 2010, you were determined to win. In 2011, you were going to get the open heaven that you were supposed to get in 2007, but you had some issues called... In 2015, you're going to be fresh and clean. Oh, and in 2020, God was going to show you plenty. Boy, did he show you. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Isn't that 2020, the year that turned the world upside down? Isn't it funny that the number that we associate with vision, and that's the year we saw things that we have never seen before. And I noticed something after 2020. Again, I've been in church on the first Sunday of the year for 38 years. I noticed something on the first Sunday of 2021. It was distinctly different. Because remember, every year prior, you come to church on the first Sunday, you're like, this is your year, somebody give God some praise. And the whole place, ah! 2021 though? This is your year. Somebody give God some praise. I don't know, man. We see. You seen the news? <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw people's expectations extinguished by the unexpectancy that hit them in 2020. I'd never seen it before. Something shifted. People clap, but they didn't clap as loud. People danced, but they didn't dance like they did before. People shouted, but there seemed to be less gleam in people's eyes in 2021 because 2020 stole something from us. It stole a lot of things from us, not just jobs, not just our freedom to move around, not even just lives. 2020 took from us the false pretense that we are in control. That's what it took from us. Up until 2020, you thought you were in control, didn't you? Yeah, I go out when I want. I'm grown. I can do this. I can do that. Oh, we thought we had control. As a matter of fact, to me, resolutions are just our ability to deal with the uncertainty of life. And so we make these resolutions. Why? Because we want control. You know you're going to break that resolution on the 14th of the new year. You know you ain't going to keep doing keto and not eating carbs. But there's something about declaring I'm healthy this year that makes you feel like you have control to actually prolong your life. 2020 took from us the false pretense that we are in control. And I'm kind of glad that it did because some of 
of us needed to know that we know that you are not in control, but God is in control. And that's the way to really start every year is to know that I am not in control. Yes, I make decisions, but God is in control. Yes, I have a free will, but God is in control. Yes, some doors have been opened, but God is in control. Yes, I have some goals, but God is in control. And the moment you realize that God is in control and you are not, how many know that's when you can actually raise up your expectation that no matter what's going on around you, things are still going to work for you because the government is not in control, my family's not in control, your opinion is not in control, but God, who is sovereign, who is God, and beside him there is no other, he is in control. Oh, I tell you why some of y'all sitting there is because you don't really believe that. If you believed that God was in control, you would start giving him praise and actually have expectation for this year. Because you would look at even the hell in your life and say, man, it don't look good. But I know somehow, some way, he's going to work this thing for my good. It's either going to work or it's going to work out. Because God is in control. And once you settle that in your spirit, no matter what's going on around you, you can still have confidence because you know that he is in control. Some of y'all looking at me funny. You wanted a deep, profound, theological word for the new year. I got one for you. He's in control. (laughs) You're not, but he is. God is in absolute control. Now, here's some of you. You're saying, well, if he can in control... And I guess I don't need no goals. I guess I don't need to make no resolution. Oh, no. Make your resolution. Have your little vision Pinterest board. Do it. Because a fruitful year, a fruitful life, is actually living within the tension, please don't miss this, of God's sovereignty and your responsibility. That's what you live in. You live in the tension of the fact that God is in control. He is sovereign. He reigns. He rules. He is in control. He reigns. But I still have a responsibility. See, there are some people who say, well, he's in control, so let me relinquish and fold up my arms and let him do everything. No, 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 no. You have a responsibility. And then there are some people who are hustling and are grinding and are doing everything in their power, and they don't realize there are some doors that only God can open, and there are some doors only God can shut, and he is in control. And when you live in the tension of his sovereignty and your responsibility. That's how you have a fruitful year. Your responsibility, oh, your respondability. Your ability to respond. How am I gonna have a good 2022? Responding to God when he speaks to you. Responding to God when he tells you to do something. Responding to God when he tells you to take a step. That is responsibility. I live in the tension of his sovereignty and my responsibility. So you should still have your calendar and stuff. In fact, I brought my calendar here with me. Can you bring my calendar real quick? Because I know some of y'all type A people are like, well, if he's in control, what am I supposed to still make my list? No, still have your calendar. Still have your little plan. But I want to show you how to do it. This is my calendar. And on your calendar, I think you should have a pen. And you should write in ink on your calendar the vision 
God has given you for this year. This is the power of us going on this 21-day fast as a church. How many of you know you need a godly vision for your life? You need a vision for the business God's going to bless you with. You need a vision for your family. If you're single as a Pringle, you need a vision. Oh, yeah. See, that's a, see I see you laughing. <laughs> no, because you're waiting till you find the one, boo-boo, to start acting like a wife. But you ought to have a vision now. You got to have a vision now. Fellas, you, you wait. Nah, but nah, I'm, you know, I'm just doing my thing right now. But nah, later, I'm going to slow down when I get married. Oh, really? No, you won't. You're going to bring all that carnage and all that drama into a marriage and wreck somebody's life because you don't even have a vision as a husband while you're single. You need a vision. So you got to seek God for vision. And when you get vision, you write that in ink. Write your vision in ink. You know what else you write in ink? Who? Your convictions. Convictions. Convi this is who I am. This is what I will do. This is what I will not do. I have conviction. I love convictions because my convictions don't even have to be your convictions. There are some things on my life. There are some places I cannot go. It might be all right for you to go, but I cannot go there because I have a different conviction. See, so many people live by convenience. They never live by conviction. They haven't made any pre-decisions before they step into a situation. And so when the pressure comes, they give prey to whatever the pressure is instead of saying, no, I I have convictions. It doesn't change with who's in front of me. It doesn't change because you got money. It don't change because you broke. It doesn't change because you can open up a door. I have convictions. I know who I am and whose I am. And you write your convictions in ink. Convictions. So vision, conviction, write in ink. But I got a number two pencil. Remember though? In pencil, write your plans. Write your plans in pencil because ooh, God will often change the plan. God will tell you this is the plan when you thought that was the plan. And you know what scripture that trips me out that we always shout about? For I know the plans I have for you. Never mind that was like written in captivity. <laughs> wow. Literally captive. I know that. And we shout it. We put it on graduation cards. But he says, I know. That don't mean we know. He knows the plans. And sometimes if you're not careful, you'll make an idol out of your plan. And so when God switches the plan, you don't know how to pivot because you made an idol out of the plan. So I'm telling you, write your vision in ink. Write your convictions in ink. But write your plans in pencil. Because when you write your plan in pencil, you're saying, God, I'm giving you room God, I'm giving you the opportunity to give me a whisper, even though I have a calendar, and I will switch the plan in a heartbeat as long as it still fulfills, fulfills the vision and the purpose that you have for my life. Is this helping anybody in here today? Write, plan, and pencil. Because if you write it in pencil, hear me, it shows that you are flexible. flexible for God to do what he wants to do through you. I've heard people say, oh, God doesn't care about your ability. He cares about your availability. You ever heard that? I'm sure I've preached it. You know that's not in the Bible. <laughs> that's not in the Bible. I disagree. I think God cares 
about your ability, but it's your flex ability. How? Can you touch your, I can't touch my toes. But I'm telling you right now, I'm glad y'all recording this. By the end of 2022, I'm going to be able to touch my toes. I'm prophesying it right now. I'm going to touch my toes. Because in order for me whoo, to touch my toes, I got to keep stretching. I got to keep stretching. And if I will do this every day, I'll get more flexibility. I'm going to confess something to you. You know, I go to Orange Theory. I go to Orange Theory. They still don't pay me for none of the advertisement I give them. And do you know what I do? I've been crushing it. I've been crushing it for years now at Orange Theory. And I do the treadmill. I do the rowing machine. And I do the weights. But do you know what part of the class I leave in that hour class? The stretching? I got time for that. Y'all stretching little Lululemon pants. I am out. I ran. I lifted. Well, I don't have time to be sitting here doing all this. And that's why my right knee is tore up. All these ligaments are tore up right here. And it's interesting to me that I've grown in strength. I've grown in my cardiovascular system. But I am messed up in my flexibility. And I can't touch my toes. And many of us, we've gained strength in God. But we We've lost our flexibility. So we make idols over what God has done, and we don't know how to move into what God is doing. And you stuck on what God said in 2021 when God is actually trying to move you into 2022. And this is the year God wants you to stretch. Stretch out. What is the word of the Lord? For 2022, I'm so glad you asked. 2021, please don't miss this, was the year of no cap. 2022 is the year for you to... To what? Stretch out. I cannot wait to preach this all this year. I ordered a Stretch Armstrong toy on Amazon for a message in this series because I'm trying to show you the power of what God wants to do this year. He is trying to stretch you. He is trying to extend your reach, stretch you out. This is the year to stretch out. What's the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? Before you brush your teeth, you stretch out. Because God is looking, hear me, for your flexibility. Because faith is flexible. Do you know why I had this calendar up here? And I will never throw this calendar away. This calendar is a reminder to me that I have to hear the whisper, even though I have stuff on the calendar. This is a special memorabilia item for me. This is a 2021 calendar. They showed it in the video. We started the church in 2021. In July of 2021, we did a series on rest. God spoke to me and to Pastor Taylor, told us to take July off. You know how crazy that is to just peace out when you just planted a church? He said, I want you to take July off. I don't want you to preach anywhere. I canceled stuff, didn't preach anywhere, because God said, in the foundation of this church, I want you to be fully aware of the fact that I am building this church. This church is not built on your gift. It's not built on your preaching. It's not built on your charisma. It is built on the word I gave you to step out, and I want you to know that I'll build it. So I didn't preach anywhere in July. Took all of July off, didn't preach. Social grew every single week. 
while I was gone. I know my value in preaching. <laughs> People kept showing up, kept showing up. But here's the crazy part. This is why I'll never throw this calendar away. It's because we made the decision. Okay, Lord, you spoke. I got the whisper. I'm flexible. We said, we're not going to go anywhere. Not going to preach in July. We're going to take it to Sabbath, to rest. And we got ready to write Sabbath on every single Sunday in July of 2021. Ooh, if this don't make you shout, I don't know what will. This calendar has June 2021. We flipped up June and got ready to write on July. And notice, there was no July. There was no July. I ain't David Blaine. I ain't doing no magic. This calendar that we bought at the beginning of 2021, before God gave us the whisper to be flexible and say, I'm going to pause the whole month of July for whatever reason. I don't know who was asleep in the factory that day. It does not have a July 2021. God is just looking for somebody that says, I am flexible. I can stretch out. And you are sitting in the miracle of what was flexible. Thank you so much. Give her a hand. Give her a hand. Somebody say stretch out. Somebody say stretch out. The whole text that I read today, the problem in this text, when Jesus starts talking about wine and wardrobes, the whole problem with the text is flexibility. The whole text is about the stretch. Jesus is chilling with his disciples, and they're eating. Meanwhile, the Pharisees who had disciples and John the Baptist's disciples. By the way, disciples were not new to Jesus. A bunch of people had disciples. Before Twitter, before Instagram, people were always following somebody. <laughs> Jesus with his disciples, and they're eating and probably being loud, <laughs> just crushing Peter and hummus. And here come John's disciples and the Pharisees' disciples asking Jesus and his disciples, how come y'all don't fast? How come y'all don't fast? Now, I'm not shocked that the Pharisees asked this because they always had a question and they were always hating. I'm not shocked they couldn't stand Jesus. I am shocked that John's disciples are asking, uh, how come y'all aren't fasting? You remember John the Baptist? This is the guy who stood in the wilderness and pointed out, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. This is the one I was telling you about. I'm not even worthy to unlatch his sandals. His Birkenstocks, I shouldn't even touch. He was before me. He is the one. He's for Jesus. But yet both of their disciples are questioning Jesus' disciples over what? Fasting. Because although the Pharisees couldn't stand Jesus and John and his disciples were for Jesus, there's one thing they agreed on. And that was the tradition of fasting. They agreed on tradition. They had added to the law of Moses that you were supposed to fast two times a week, every Monday and Thursday. They added that to the law. And here they are judging Jesus and his disciples because they're not following the tradition of the culture. Ooh, do you know what stops many of us from, y'all, I will do it more dramatically. Come on. Come on, y'all. 
You know what stops us from stretching out? It is the rigidity of tradition. This is the way I always done it. This is what I do every year. No wonder you repeating every single year. Because tradition can often trap you and it blocks your flexibility. And God cannot use somebody who is not flexible and can't stretch out. And I love how Jesus addresses it. He says, can the wedding party fast when the groom is with him? Okay, back it up, back it up, because we're about to go into a fast. So let's get a definition for fasting. There's a definition of fasting. Can I give you a definition? Biblical definition of fasting. Fasting is the voluntary abstinence from food for a limited period of time for the purpose of drawing near to God. It's denying your flesh to strengthen your spirit. We're about to start the fast on the 10th. Let me give you some more. Can I tell you what fasting is not? Since we're about to do a fast as a church, let me tell you what fasting is not. I'm going to come back to that. Can I tell you what fasting is not? Fasting is not a diet plan. Let me help some of y'all, because some of y'all are like, ooh, 21 days. Yes, I've been trying to lose these pandemic pounds. No, that is not fasting. Fasting is not, ooh, keep going, a way, ooh, don't miss this, to twist God's arm to get something. I have been in church my whole life. Some people say, I need a husband. I got, I'm going on this fast for 21 days. And at the end, he better show up at social, preferably in the 1130 service, because that's the one I go to. No, no, no. Fasting is not twisting God's arm to get him to do something. Fasting is also not a flex to show how spiritual you are. That's why he addressed it in Matthew chapter 6. He was like, y'all walking around looking all frustrated like the Pharisees, letting people know that you fast and doing a whole dramatic act. Please, if you fast and don't go with your friends to the restaurant sitting up there. No, y'all go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm on a fast. Go home and pray. <laughs> Trying to look spiritual. It is not a flex to show how spiritual you are. Keep going. It's not intended to punish your flesh. That's not why fast to punish our flesh. Keep going. It's not required. You ain't got to. You don't have to. You should, and we're going to for 21 days, but you don't have to. And lastly, it is encouraged, and it will be rewarded. God will reward you. And the greatest reward is you get more of him. Because remember, let's go back to the definition. Is this helping anybody? Here's the definition. Biblical fasting is the voluntary absence from food for a limited period of time for the purpose, here it is, of drawing near to God. So watch this. You fast to draw near to him. They are judging the disciples for not fasting when they're eating with Jesus. <laughs> Do you see how crazy tradition is? They are judging the disciples. Ah, you should be fasting. What is fasting for? To draw near to him. Uh, is there anything more near than being right here with a physical Jesus? They were near. So Jesus tells them, there's a time I'll go away. And that's when you should fast. But right now, turn up because I'm here. But they were going to miss it because they couldn't stretch out. Worship team, join me. So he says, nobody takes a new cloth and puts it on an old garment because the new garment will 
I'm going to do this this whole series, this whole month. I need y'all to say it with some passion. I'm going to do Pilates too so I can get it right. Stretch out the old garment and cause a tear. He says, nobody takes new wine and puts it in an old wine skin. They would put wine in the skin of animals. And so you wanted new wine and new skin. Because when you put the new wine in the new skin, whenever that fermented wine began to expand because of the gases in it, if you had new wine skins, the skin could expand too. It could. But if you already had a wine skin that had already been and you put new wine in it, it's going to burst because it's already been stretched out to its capacity. New wine has to go into new wine skins. New wine has to go into new wine skins. You get new wine and new wine skins. And as long as you have new wine and new wine skins, they both will expand at the same time and have the elasticity that is needed to stretch out. This is the problem in the church is because often we have an experience with God and he puts the new wine on the inside of us and we get stretched out. But before you know it, we are addicted to what God used to do and when God is trying to do something new in a new year because you've already been stretched out and you hadn't allowed God to renew you and do something new, God says, I can't pour something new because you are still stuck on your past experience and I am not a monument. I am a movement. I am trying to take you somewhere so the flow of your life and your year should be new skin, new wine. New skin, new wine. New skin, new wine. God, I'm thankful for what you did in 2021, but I got expectation for what you're going to do in 2022. I'm thankful for what you did in youth camp when I was 15. I'm 38 now. God, I'm trying to go deeper. God, I want more of you this year. God, I'm setting my year up to say, here's some fresh skin, pour out some new wine, and once I'm stretched out, stretch me again, and stretch me again, because this is the year to, somebody get up on your feet and just shout, stretch out, stretch out, stretch out, this is your year, stretch out, what's that new wine, play real softly, make it sound spiritual. Why can't, why can't the old wine skin hold the new wine? Because God is doing something new. He's doing something new. Hear me, God is not here to patch up your old life. He's not here to pour an experience on top of the life you're already living. That's what a lot of people do. Think you can just live your life and then just put a little Jesus patch on it. Then you do what you want. Oh yeah, you know, I'm doing my own thing. Let me, let me put a little Jesus on it. No, no, no. This is something new. And hear me, it will. Ooh, it will stretch every part of you. This is the year where God's going to stretch you out. That coworker that you want to cuss out, God is developing a character too. Stretch you out because he's extending your reach. He was trying to get the people in that time period to realize that the way he worked before, the law 
had become rigid. He was doing something new. That wine represents, don't miss it, the new covenant that he was coming to establish. The old covenant said that man must approach God by sacrificing animals, but the new covenant said that God can approach man through the sacrifice of a savior named Jesus. The old covenant was centered on the faithfulness of man, but the new covenant is centered on the faithfulness of God. The old covenant was man coming to God through performance-based religion, but the new covenant is God coming to man through grace-based relationship. This is not about your works. This is not about what you do. This is about what has already been done, and you really know you're stretching when you're trusting. That's what he told a man who had a withered hand. He said, if you would stretch out your hand, your healing and your strength is in the stretching, and as you stretch... You realize that this had nothing to do with me, everything to do with him. This is the year to... Where would Moses have been when they faced the Red Sea if he didn't lift up that staff and God told him to stretch out? Where would Abraham have been, the father of our faith? who was willing to sacrifice the promised child he was given Isaac and takes a knife, prepared to do it. And the Bible says he stretched out his hand and God said, steady your hand. I provided a ram in the thicket. Where? Where would we be if our Savior, who did heal, who did do miracles, but that is not why he came. He came to be stretched out. And our healing was in his stretching. This is the verse that God gave me for social, and I'm closing with this. It's Isaiah 54. This is the word of the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Who I'm going to talk about that too. This is not just a year of stretching where God is widening our reach. It's also a year of strengthening where God is deepening our roots. God said this is your last year to have a shallow Christianity. This is your last year to only open up the word of God when a preacher opens up the word. This is your year not just to stretch out but to go deep. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Some of you are like, that's New King James. Can you give me something that makes a little more sense? Okay, message translation. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. Come on, somebody. This is the year for Social Dallas to say, now that we know there's no cap, God, I'm going to go ahead and stretch out 
out. Extend my reach. Extend my reach to my family. Extend my reach to my co-workers. Extend my reach to the city of Dallas where mayors and governors and city officials know that there's a church called Social Dallas that is a house of prayer, a house of presence, and a house for people. This is your year to stretch out. Stretch out our reach to give millions of dollars away. Stretch out our reach to have a facility that's big enough to house the move of God that is going to happen in this place. Stretch out. Stretch out. Now that we know there's no cap, stretch out. As every head be bowed, eyes be closed. Father, help us to not be trapped by our tradition. Help us, Jesus, to not be like the Pharisees who were so rigid. They were looking for a sign when the sign was right in front of them. Lord, let this be the year that we stretch out. God, thank you that our strength is in our stretch. Thank you that there is healing in our stretch. Thank you, God. Oh, God. Thank you that you can trust us with the stretching. God, thank you you can trust us with a right of reach because we're going to strengthen our stakes and deepen our roots. Oh, God, we're going to strengthen our character. God, we're not going to be one thing publicly and another thing privately. God, let our stakes go deep so that our stretch can go wide. Don't let us try to mix the old and the new. Trying to perform. Trying to earn salvation when you've already done it. We would like to thank you for being a part of our social global family. Please head to our website, socialdallas.online and see the many ways you can stay connected with us from around the world.